Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole, or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. That's C-O-N-C-E-R-N-I-N-G-H-I-M.com. Have followed the Apostle Paul across the Mediterranean world and most recently saw the great storm uh, that he encountered on his voyage to Rome and the shipwreck that landed him on an island, which we will find out today uh, was called Malta. And so we're looking at Acts chapter 28, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 16 as we begin. Acts chapter 28 and verse 1. After we were brought safely through, we then landed, uh, we then learned that the island was called Malta. The native people showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and welcomed us all, because it had begun to rain and it was cold. When Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and put them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. When the native people saw, Uh, The creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer. Though he has escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. He, however, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. They were waiting for him to swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw no misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and said, that he was a god. Now in the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to the chief man of the island named Publius, who received us and entertained us hospitably for three days. It happened that the father of Publius lay sick with fever and dysentery, and Paul visited him and prayed and putting his hands on him, healed him. And when this had taken place, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases also came and were cured. They also honored us greatly, and when we were about to sail, they put on board whatever we needed. After three months, we set sail in a ship that had wintered in the island, a ship of Alexandria, with the twin gods as a figurehead. Putting in at Syracuse, we stayed there for three days, and from there we made a circuit and arrived at uh, Regium, and after one day a south wind sprang up, and on the second day we came to uh, Putioli. Then we found brothers and were invited to stay with them for seven days, and so we came to Rome. And the brothers there, when they heard about us, came as far as the Forum of Appius and three taverns to meet us. On seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. And when we came to Rome, Paul was allowed to stay by himself with the soldier who guarded him. Let's pray as we begin. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the passage that we've just read. We thank you that it speaks to us of the journey of the Apostle Paul, uh, his safe arrival on the island of Malta, and then eventually up to the city of Rome as well. We know that you had revealed to him that he would present the gospel before Caesar and his household in Rome. And so we ask that our hearts would 
uh, be encouraged that you have a plan and purpose for our lives as well. We thank you for uh, the time that we could spend in your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Luke says, after they had been brought safely through the storm and onto the island, they learned that the island was called Malta in verse 1. Now, Malta lies about uh, 50 miles south of Italy, below the large island of Sicily. Sicily is the largest island in the Mediterranean Sea. The native people on Malta, Luke says, showed them an unusual kindness in kindling a fire to welcome them all as they arrived on the island. It had begun to rain, it was quite cold, and so this fire would have been very inviting after 15 days at sea, tossed around by the waves. Uh, I'm sure it was wonderful for them to be on land and to be in the presence of warmth for the first time in, in quite a while. Uh, remember also, this was during the winter months, and so while it uh, may not uh, have gotten uh, quite as cold as it does perhaps in uh, North America, uh, it would still have gotten uh, considerably low temperatures, uh, and with the coldness of the water and the rain, it would have been uh, very unpleasant for them for quite some time. Now, Paul was doing his part to gather sticks for the fire, and when he had put his bundle of wood on the fire, a viper slithered out and chomped down on his arm. The snake bite was viewed by the people of the island of Malta as divine justice. Notice what they say here. Uh, they say, no doubt this man is a murderer. Though he has escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. Now, in the mythology of the Greek and Roman world of that day, both the sea and justice were personified as deities. Poseidon was typically viewed as the god of the sea, and Dike uh, was the goddess of justice. The Greek word used in Acts 28.4 has the Greek term dike, but it's not clear if they're referencing this as a deity or if they're speaking more broadly in the sense of uh, the concept of justice. Whatever the case, the men of Malta consider Paul to be getting what he deserved in being bitten by the viper, and no doubt they believed he'd be dead very quickly from its bite. Paul, however, shakes off the snake into the fire and suffered no harm in verse 5. Now, I do think this is a, a very wonderful picture of how the believer in Christ has nothing to fear from the demonic realm. Throughout the scriptures, uh, Satan is portrayed as a serpent. And here, Paul, being bitten by the serpent, is able to just shake it right off and into the fire. Uh, that has some significance, I think, for our spiritual lives. Satan and his henchmen, the, the demons, uh, may oppress us and even bring harm to our persons or our situations at times. But ultimately, our eternal lives are secure in Jesus Christ. So we really ultimately have nothing to fear from the demonic realm. The men of Malta were waiting for Paul to swell up or suddenly fall down dead. They expected his demise from the snake bite. 
But when they had waited a long time and saw no misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and started to uh, say that he was a god in verse 6. This miracle, I think, prepares the way for the gospel of Jesus Christ. The men of Malta now know that there is something uh, special about Paul, and they're looking at his life and waiting to see if they can find out what it is that makes him different. Next, Luke tells us that in the neighborhood of that place was a territory belonging to Publius, the chief man of the island, this Publius received Luke and Paul's group, still with the soldiers and the centurion, and they entertained them with hospitality for three days, we're told in verse 7. The father of Publius was uh, sick with fever and dysentery. Paul visited him and prayed, and putting his hands on him, was able to heal him. In verse 8, this miracle is done, again, to prepare the way for the gospel uh, among these individuals on the island. Verse 9 tells us that when this had taken place, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases also came and were cured. Paul uh, was able to use his spiritual gifting to help the people there in this way. So the people honored the group greatly for what they had done. And when they were about to set sail for Rome, they put on board whatever was needed by the group. The next verse tells us, verse 11, that Paul and his companions stayed on Malta for about three months. Now, after the three months had come to an end, they set sail in a ship that had wintered in the island of Malta, another ship from Alexandria with the twin gods, uh, this is probably Castor and Pollux, as a figurehead. These twin mythological beings were commonly seen as the patron deities of sailors in the Greek world and were meant to help them have a safe journey and protect them on their voyage, according to uh, the beliefs of the secular Greeks of the day. Well, Luke records that the group put in at Syracuse on the island of Sicily and stayed there for three days. And in verses uh, 12 through 16 here, now we're going to uh, have some of the geography that leads them up to uh, the city of Rome. As we leave the island of Malta, you might notice that Luke doesn't explicitly state uh, any uh, sharing of the gospel that occurred at this time. Uh, now, I think this is a good point that we should make uh, really about the entire book of Acts and, and the scriptures in general. The absence of specific statements does not mean that certain events did not take place. I would think, I'd find it very hard to believe that Paul and Luke and um, Aristarchus and, and the others that were with them at this time would not have shared the gospel of Jesus with the people of that island. And so even though we don't have an explicit statement that the gospel's going forth, I think it very likely that those miracles that occurred 
uh, the snake, the viper being shook off and thrown into the fire, and the healing of Publius's father uh, prepared the way for the gospel of Jesus Christ to be made known on the island of Malta. So they're leaving Malta. They've gone to Syracuse in Sicily. From there, they make a circuit and arrive at Regium. This is the place where the island of Sicily and the Italian peninsula come together and almost meet. There's a, a strip of water between them. Luke records that after one day, a south wind sprang up and on the second day, they came to Puteoli, uh, which is very near modern Naples, in verse 13. At Puteoli, they found brothers or other believers in Jesus, and they were invited to stay with them for seven days. This showing of kindness to Paul and his group must have been a powerful testimony to the Roman centurion and his soldiers. Here we have people who Paul had never met, very likely, showing them kindness, welcoming them in, and actually putting them up in their homes for a week. Uh, Luke then records in verse 14 that the group came to Rome. Now, we read that believers in Rome came as far as the Forum of Appius, and the three taverns to meet the group. This was quite a trek. This was a location about 45 miles south of Rome along the Appian Way, the main route through Italy. It was quite the journey for believers uh, in Christ from Rome to make, showing their great love for Paul and for Jesus. When Paul saw them, he thanked God and took courage. When the group had come to Rome, Luke says Paul was allowed to stay by himself with only the soldier who guarded him. It was incarceration, to be sure, but it would not have been as difficult as being confined to a cell without any human contact. So the Lord showed Paul a great mercy here in his first imprisonment. Uh, in the city of Rome. Now, next time we'll finish out the book of Acts with the end of chapter 28, and we'll see just how Luke leaves Paul at the end of his account. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash partner.